Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, as we stream live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center with the uh, head streamer himself, the man who seems to know everybody. I'm always amazed at who do you who'd you bring in today? I know everybody. John <laughs> Paul, I know everybody. Welcome everybody to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Senior Vice President John Gutierrez. We have another special guest today. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, today we have with us Mr. Dave DeRocher, who is the founder and CEO of the First and Gold Project Inc., which is a nonprofit. He's also the vice president of the NFLPA Orange County chapter. He's a former NFL player for the Seattle Seahawks and WLAF Montreal Machine. But most importantly, a dear friend of ours and what I like to call a community hero, a community leader. Welcome, Dave, to our show. Thanks a lot, John. I appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. And you have that great voice. Man, you, you should be in radio. Well, you know, it's funny. So I did a, I did a radio interview with a... a um, Oh, gosh, uh, her name will come to me at the end of the interview. But anyways, um, she had me do a mic check. And uh, I did, you know, check one, two, check one, two. She goes, is that the voice you're going to use? <laughs> and I said, most of the time, yes. <laughs> Unless I get excited, then it goes a decibel up. You're you know? like, it's the yeah. only one I got. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got, yes. <laughs> well, we're going to go into, uh, and a bit later, into everything you're doing in the community, which is really great. I've been showing, of course, the flyer here with our guest, uh, this great... Um, First annual celebrity and veteran golf invitational tournament, which benefits, of course, a great foundation, which you have started. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll go into all of that because you've got some great NFL players, some great veterans. Um, and we appreciate everything you do with our chamber. You're always supporting us. Um, but most importantly, did we lose? Are we good, Dave? Uh, Paul? I'm just messing with your headsets. So okay. That's okay. Okay, right. we're good. Um, now I got two voices in my head. <laughs> I, I got I got this concussion issue, man. So careful, you're gonna throw me we're off. Mess, we're messing with you, oh right? Oh my gosh, God, is, God show, is talking to me. I had to show that somebody else has a deep voice here too. Yes, okay, yes. Right. Right. So so we'll go into a little bit. We like to get to know our guest. And Dave, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about where'd you grow up, tell us about Dave and and where'd you grow up and how did you end up. You know, getting into NFL. Of course, you are six foot seven, yeah. um, so that helps a little bit, right? It did. It did. <laughs> you know, it's funny though, John. You know that that story is more than the the allotment of time that we have. But uh, I'm a Southern California boy. I grew up in in Glendora, California. I was born in Duarte. Uh, Duarte, Duarte. Okay. yeah, I got, I got, you know, I hang out with you guys long enough. I got a little, I got a little roll going. You got the Latino got, in yeah. you, <laughs> you know. And uh, so I've been a Southern California boy. Um, you know, my my folks are are big. So yeah, you mentioned I'm six seven. Can't tell by me sitting here, but I'm I'm a little bit bigger than most. And my little brother is about six nine. My mom is six uh, two, and my dad was six seven. So you know, we we didn't have a choice. Um, Your brother's six nine. Yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. And he's a he's a head pastor of a church out in uh, in Michigan. Oh, um, and that's he's awesome. The all time leading scorer for Azusa Pacific University. Uh, really? Still, yeah. Thirty some years later, still holds the scoring record for that university. What do you in, play? In basketball. Oh, basketball. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, so you know, my 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 claim to fame is funny. Uh, we used to play you know, quite a bit, and and actually lettered in basketball myself at San Diego State. I was on a football scholarship, and so I was good enough to play one year, which is a testament to how bad we were. 
Two-way um, sport, huh? Yeah. But that says <laughs> a lot. To yeah. be a two-way you know, sport in college, that's big. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I used to, I used to beat up on him and, um, and I would foul them a lot. And, and so he'd get irritated and then that's how I won, you know? Um, <laughs> and that's uh, why he became the great basketball player he is. Yeah, he owes it all to me. I, I got to remind him of that. <laughs> but, uh, so you, you know, grew so, up in Duarte? Yeah, no, I grew up in Glendora. I'm sorry, in Glendora. Glendora. And, you know, it's funny, I wasn't going to play football. Okay. Uh, and, uh, I had a, I had a scholarship offer for basketball at Cal, Cal State LA. I made it to the final cut for the Olympic development team. And so I was decent in basketball and I wasn't good in football. So I wasn't going to play. And, and then, uh, we had a new uh, head football coach, uh, come on campus and walked up to me and goes, Hey, big guy, you can play football for me this year. And I said, uh, no, uh, he goes, he goes, look at you. Why not? And I said, because I'm not very good and, and I'm pretty good at basketball. And, uh, I told him where my scholarship offer was and he goes, Oh no, 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 come play football for me and, and you'll get a better scholarship. And uh, so, you know, I, I did. I wanted to play football. Like I said, I just wasn't good. And, and I went out there, and after about three days, he pulled me aside. and said, son, yeah, you're, you're not very good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks, you know. So and, you had never played football in your life? Well, I had, but oh, I, had. I, I'd played enough to know that I wasn't good. Um, you know, I was, just, I was tall, and I never really lifted weights, and I loved basketball. And I, I loved football, but, you know, I just I didn't have the same success. So, uh, you know, so anyway, so he handed me a jump rope and said, I need to get lighter on my feet. And, you know, and I, and I started doing that, that every day you know, in my backyard. I didn't want to do it in front of anybody because I was uncoordinated and that's what girls do, you know. I, yes. But I took it home and, you know, it, it, I've shared the story a bunch of times. Um, and, you know, did it make me any better at football? I don't know. But when I showed him how good I got at it, 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 he gave me so many accolades and it showed him I was willing to do whatever it took to be on that field because he didn't need me on that team. That team, my, my senior year, we had five guys go division one. Really? We had two of us made it to the NFL. So, you know, we had a really good football team, but I earned a position on that field and then his promise did come true. Uh, I had five scholarship offers for, for football and uh, one joint at Fullerton, um, and I chose San Diego State. And, uh, the Aztecs. Yep, and then I had a decent career there, and we got invited to play in the Hula Bowl and drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, and was up there 88-89, um, got released, and then played to two years in Montreal with the World League of American Football, which turned into the NFL Europe. You know, I had a, had a good time. What's that like? I mean, when you're growing up and you make it to the NFL, mm. is that um, – is, is, you realize, wow, such great athletes around you. I mean, not all of us get yeah. to experience that. What's that like? You know, it, it, it was, you know, and especially for, you know, I was a 12th round draft pick, you know, um, I was hoping to go higher in the draft, but you know, it is what it is and not expected to make the team. And then, and then to make it uh, was a huge achievement. Um, but you so got drafted. Yeah, I got drafted. That's huge. And, and that was, you know, like I said, it's, it's all good. Back in those days, you know, the phone was connected to the wall. You know, and after the first day, after the first day of, of draft picks, I was supposed to go. I was hoping to go on the on the first day, and I didn't. And the next day, I took my brother. We were playing basketball down at the park. I'm like, I forget this, you know. Um, no way. And came, really? I came home, and my mom and dad go, well, "Where were you? Where were you guys? We we're playing basketball." He goes, "Well, the Rams are calling, the Green Bay's calling, and no and, way. And, you, and you got drafted by the Seahawks." I'm like, what? "Okay, cool." That is an awesome story, I'm man. Like, all right. So while you're playing basketball with your brother. Yeah. So, you know, and the funny thing is is everyone goes, Oh my gosh, DeRosha, you're gonna hate it up there. You know. Really? Well, I'm San Diego, I'm a Southern California boy and That's everyone knows true. Seattle, you know, it rains. Um, but I got up there in June and you know, it didn't get dark till like eleven, 
you know, and it was beautiful. I'm like, this is great. And then, and then September hit. <laughs> and then it was like dark at three o'clock and raining what? every day. No and, way. Yeah. Three o'clock? Yeah, because it's so much further north, you know. Wow. Longer days and yeah. shorter yeah, shorter days. I've never been there, so I, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it's a good place to visit. Go in June. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go like this. I'm, duck, I'm trying to duck through the bars. You, 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 know? can, you can do this too if you want. Turn it to the side. Oh, it's in your way. There, there you go. It helps. You, these moves. You, you gotta help us football players, man. I just I work around it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so growing up during those years, what would you say? Did you have some mentors? Did you have people that were there for you that you feel that now later in your life really impacted you? Yeah, well, certainly my, my parents. My parents, you know, my brother and I, we both played sports. Whether We went from, you know, soccer to basketball to baseball, you know, and, and different times, different deals, and they were always 100% supportive of us. Um, and then my high school football coach who, who, you know, believed in me and got me on that field. You know, I, um, I'm friends with him to this day. We have breakfast once in a while. That's nice. Uh, coach Chris Conlon. Coach, shout he's, out to the coach. He, yeah, he's, he lives right here in Irvine, um, and uh, uh, you know it was, it was really neat. He saw that I do a lot of public speaking, you know, and we'll yes. talk about all the stuff that I do. And he goes, Dave, you know, next time that you you do a presentation, I would love to be there. I'd love to hear you do this. Well, I got asked to speak to the uh, counselors for the Garden Grove um, Boys and Girls Club, and I said yes to it. Uh, then I was told that there'd be about 500 people there. So I've never, you know, I do a lot of speaking, but I've never spoken in front of 500 people. But yeah. so I invited him, and he didn't know that that story was part of something I was going to share because these are all counselors that are working with boys and girls, right? Of course, and, yeah. And, uh, and you never know when you're going to have an opportunity to change somebody's life. Exactly. And I, I was a boys' club kid. Okay. Santa Boys' Club, as you know, that's yeah. why AC Green and I connected because of the Santa Boys Club, yeah. so very dear to my heart. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, and That's so, awesome. you know, and uh, it was it was really neat because, uh, you know, I, I shared the story about, you know, how he changed uh, he changed my life, and he got a huge ovation, and he hated it. You know, oh, my gosh, he, he shot me. He, he, he's a very humble man and, and quiet. And, and, uh, wow. I know that he loved it, but then, you know, he just didn't like to be in the, in the limelight. But when you yeah. have 500 people giving you an ovation, that's pretty neat. Um, and, and I tell him, you know, Coach, you changed my life. He said, Dave, all I did was convince you to play football. He goes, you did all the work, you know. <laughs> and true. so that's that's a, that's he was that, the one that gave you the job. That's that dude, you yeah. know. That's that dude, and uh, and I love him, and uh, and he's he's a great guy. Like I said, I still get a chance to see him once in a while, and I I cherish those moments. So, what was San Diego State like? I mean, we have a lot of, uh, you know, obviously you chamber that's part of us, mm -hmm. and. Uh, what would you say it's like to go to school there? It's a good school, right? Well, it didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, I remember one day it was raining, and so they called practice. <laughs> so the weather was really nice, you know. No we, way. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun, you know, during the time I was there. Uh, we were always ranked in the top ten of the uh, Playboys list of top party schools. And I think when we left, we dropped out of the top ten. Um, I don't know. If there was a there was a coincidence. There was a great running back that went there, right? Marshall Falk. Yeah. So and yeah, we'll get to we'll get to what we're doing with Marshall here in a, in a little bit. Um, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a great opportunity for me. Like you know, as I mentioned, I get to play uh, two sports there, which is is fairly rare. And um, it was a blessing. So, uh, so after college, what happened at Dave? Where'd you go? What was so, the career pursued? Yeah, so, so uh, you know, when I was playing in Montreal, in the offseason, I did some acting. 
Uh, and I did some movies. I was Dennis Hopper's bodyguard, and I did some commercials. And um, and then I, I started running a club called The Roxbury in Hollywood. And a lot of people are familiar with The Paul, Roxbury. Paul, do you know from, about that club? From the movie. <laughs> that is a famous, famous night at The Roxbury. Did you see the, the movie? Night at The yep. <laughs> so it, it, uh, the, the namesake is there. Um, but any given night, it was Cher, Stallone, Eddie Murphy. Um, really? Yeah, every night. Every night was packed. Um, I hear a common theme between beautiful places, beautiful people, beautiful girls. Uh, there's a certain commonality running through the story here. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem you live, that, you live to such a rough way. life, you I know. know. Pause <laughs> is what he's saying, right? <laughs> it's it's horrible. Um, so it was but, an experience working. So there. It, it was it was a blast, and um, and so it's funny. I met a guy who uh, every time he came, he would give me a few hundred bucks to get his people into the VIP room where mm -hmm. all the stars were, but he would just sit and talk with me. And then finally he said, hey, look, I'd like you to come work for me. I'm a developer, and I need a project manager. And I said, well, I don't know construction from nothing. And he said, look, uh, all I need is somebody I can trust and somebody that I, I believe can um, you know, handle a budget and, and manage. He goes, look, I've talked to you enough times. I believe you're intelligent enough to – I can teach you the trade. And he said, and I believe I can trust you because every time I see you, you're wearing your, your wedding ring, and you're in Hollywood. So, wow. you know, and I'm like, okay, that was an interesting take. And, um, and so – I said, well, uh, after this season, I'll, I'll let you know in Montreal. Well, I, after the end of the season, the Raiders and the Redskins wanted me to come to camp. And I said, well, I'm, I, here's what's going on. He goes, all right, look, how much money can you make if you make the team? And so I looked, and an average offensive lineman at that time was making 250000 Now they're making $2.5 million. I, <laughs> Today I'd go to camp. Back then I said two hundred fifty thousand. He said, "Look, two hundred fifty thousand well, is a lot of money still back then. back in the, back in yeah. the early nineties." So, yeah. but he said, "Look, you can make that working for me." Really? I said, "I'm <laughs> done with football." You know? Really? Yeah. And wow. and walked away. And and fortunately, I I did because I I was one of those crazy guys. My helmets are all scarred. I was a nut. I was running all over the place. I was three hundred and fifty pounds, uh, in great shape, and and uh, and I liked hitting people. And and I have buddies today that did play those six, seven, eight years, and and you can you can tell, wow. you know. And so I was very fortunate that that God intervened and said, no, go go use your brain and do something else. Now uh, that didn't quite work out, but he also owned a financial planning firm, and he pay, paid for me to get all my licenses. I got my general contractor's license. Land values dropped where we had a project. We were going to build a golf course community up in uh, Quartz Hill. Robert Chen Jones Jr. already designed the course and whatever. Uh, so he had owned a financial planning firm, so he paid for me to get my Series 7 and my various licenses, and I went on to do that for 20 years. So that's what you transitioned into. So yeah. at least it was a great opportunity that yeah. something else tur turned out of it, right? It, it did. You know, it's funny. My first year, I made $5,000, and my wife goes, uh, are you sure you should be doing this? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I think I'm going to be really pretty Because you have to build your portfolio, at, right? Oh, yeah. You have to build your clientele, yeah. right? And I ended up being the number one rep in the country for one of the firms I worked for. I was always in the top 5% of all, all producing uh, companies I was with. And I opened my own little, own little boutique office for a few years and then sold it in 2010. You sold it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So successful businessman. And now today... You're launching your nonprofit. Right. What made you start your nonprofit? Can we share no. that? Let's let's go into yeah. this. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll do it quickly because I know we're on a time constraint. We're good. And we got about ten minutes at least. All right. Well, boy, you get me talking. <laughs> um, so, what happened was um, <clears throat> I was working with a with a with a startup 
the founder of it passed away. And so I transitioned and went into another uh, uh, direction in the space of career transition. And I was helping this person that promised me a lot of money and, 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 and made promises to the people coming in of uh, jobs and all these things. And as I got involved, came to find out she had neither. And so I'm trying to fix everything. And my buddy that referred me to her said, Dave, why are you fixing their mess? Just do it yourself. And what happened, uh, John, was um, we put an email blast out to former NFL players. Uh, my friend Brad Leggett owns the Pro Players Elite Network. Mm-hmm. And he has a database of 14,000 former players through his years of being on radio and his dad is Earl Leggett. And so he's just got this great community. He put an email blast uh, asking NFL players, are you having a hard time transitioning? If so, you know, we, we have a, a solution for you. We had 90 players, former NFL guys, click on that, which I think is a pretty good response rate of former NFL guys. Uh, 16 guys enroll into an introduction to manufacturing curriculum. Uh, I told the person I was helping at the time, I go, look, I'll take these calls because she wanted to call them. I go, no, no, no. I, I know how to speak to these guys. I'll take 15 minutes, introduce myself, introduce the program, tell them where to sign up and when, you know. Every single one of those calls, John, took over an hour. Wow. Guys sharing me, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I, there's no help. The NFL isn't providing things, you know, for us. There's, you know, there's half measured things, but there's just not anything that's, you know, solid. These are guys willing to take an introduction to manufacturing course trying to find something. And one guy saying, I took a job at Amazon Fulfillment, which isn't a horrible thing, but for an NFL guy, you know, it's, you know you're taking some steps backwards. And, yeah. uh, and then one of the guys said, this is the best conversation I've had in over a year. Wow. And I'm thinking, holy smokes, you know, we, there's, if this is, you know, NFL guys that you know, have some wherewithal or have some connections are struggling, what can we do, you know, with There's veterans? There's a need, right? And, There's and, a need. Uh, yeah, for, for so many other uh, demographics. And so I launched the First and Goal Project. I went off on my own. The First and Goal Project, the basis of it is this, is that uh, for those of you that are sports people, in football, when a team gets to be First and Goal, they have a 98% chance of success, which is a very high success rate. However, when they start on their own 10-yard line with the ball, mm-hmm. their chance of success is less than 10%. Mm-hmm. So how does a team get to be first and goal? It takes hard work, practice, coaching, being coachable, a solid game plan, and an execution of that game plan, right? And that's how you get down the field. Well, the first and goal project is going to provide those things to individuals to place them in the best chance of success through the form of certification, training, mentoring, you know, the coaching aspect, um, and help people better their social uh, social economic situation or help them transition and so we're working with veterans we're helping uh, former athletes of course uh, people coming out of incarceration coming out of treatment or, or rehab domestic violence or traffic whatever that is and whatever those people are they're trying to improve themselves but maybe have some barriers we're going to try and knock down those barriers and provide them first of all this curriculum the introduction to manufacturing uh, it did carry over because manufacturing is high demand Higher starting wages doesn't require a degree. And all you need to do is get access, right? Is to find out where those jobs are. And so we're going to put people through a curriculum, get them certified in safety and so forth. And then when they complete, if they want to get a job in manufacturing, 
We are going to pay for them to get their OSHA 10 card, which is nice. about $299. Nice. But those two things sitting on a resume now puts you on the top of the stack of anybody else that's going to be looking at or considering people hiring for their manufacturing plant. It's like you're teaching them how to fish, right? That's it. Not giving them the fish. No. Nope. You're giving them the tools, yep. preparing and we, them. And we've already partnered ourselves with four uh, uh, staffing companies. I'm going to launch my own staffing company once we get rolling. But right now we're partnered with four staffing companies. So people, when they complete it, we do, have, we do have help to get them placed in a job. The neat thing about this, because we brought up the name Marshall or Falk earlier, is that I told him what we were doing in manufacturing. He goes, well, what about, because he, he owns a financial uh, services company. I said, what? He goes, you did financial services for 20 years. I said, yeah. He goes, what about financial services? So the next on our agenda is a financial cert uh, services and financial literacy course that upon completion, if they want to get into financial services, Marshall will pay for them to get their life and health license to get them started. Wow. So once we're trying to break down barriers. So Marshall Falk is in that industry? In that industry. He owns a, he owns a firm, and, okay. and you'll go to work under Marshall Falk's firm. In case people don't know who Marshall Falk is, should we share with them who he is? Because he is going to be at your golf tournament? He is. He said, well, he said, he goes, I'm usually fishing in Mexico at that time, but I told him the list of guys that are going to be there. He goes, well, I could probably fly home for this. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Plus, Why don't we share some of the people that are going to be there? Well, if... Plus, all my celebrities are getting a pair of Air Jordan golf shoes. So he goes, oh, man, I got to get me some AJs. <laughs> they want the perks. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marshall Falk is a uh, former Aztec, uh, San Diego State Aztec. Uh, still holds a lot of NCAA records. Went on to play with the Rams? No, went on to play for the Colts. Was drafted first round oh, by the, the Colts. Colts. That's was right. rookie of the year. Yes. And then went on to the Rams and ended up being he's a you know, Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, won the MVP, Super Bowl with the Rams, though, right? Uh, won at least one, if not two. I don't, yes, you know. with Kurt Warner, right? Yeah, Kurt, yeah. Yep. I remember that so, Super Bowl. That was a great Super Bowl. Yeah, they were, they were part of a few of them. And then you also have Mr. Anthony Munoz, right? Anthony Munoz. So, yeah. you know, um, I was sitting with a friend of mine, um, uh, Pat Atro, and we were having coffee, and he goes, you, you keep doing all these golf tournaments. I've done yours. Yeah. So, and one other thing I just want to touch on real quick before we get going down this, because this is probably what we're going to wrap up with is, you know, I love being a part of the Orange County um, Hispanic yes. Chamber. Um, I've mentored the Orange County Hispanic Youth Chamber. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I've mentored with the Hispanic 100. Yes. You know, and I think it's, it's real important, you know, because obviously I'm white, you know. Uh, that you know, We never noticed yeah, that. I know that. You because, don't look at the color of your skin, Because of the way brother. I roll my R's, bro, you know. <laughs> We but, know you like tacos and enchiladas. Yeah, no, I mean, I, well, come on. I like everything. <laughs> the, the, the point of it was making it say, you know, um, I, I just, I, I love it. I love being involved. Um, and, you know, I, I have a lot of friends going, you know, how do you get involved with all these things? Yeah. And I said, all you got to do is look. All you got to do is talk to people. Yeah. You know, just like all this stuff we're doing with, with veterans. Um, and, and, and then instead of going home and watching TV or instead of whatever it is you do on the week, weekends, you participate and yep. you get out and get involved. Get involved in the community. Yeah. That's why and our show's called Our Community Podcast Show. Yep. Now, tell us about Nate Boyer. He's going to be there, too, which uh, is, yeah. he's another, I mean, veteran, Nate's, right? Nate, Nate is a rock star. So, so anyway, so I'm talking to Pat. Pat goes, um, Dave, you should do a golf tournament. I'm like, well, okay, first of all, if I put my name on something, no one's going to know who the heck I am. And, and it, you know, it's not going to draw anybody in. I, you know, I go, but, but I know some guys, you, you know? know. And so I thought of Anthony right away because I've gotten to know Anthony uh, pretty well. I invited him to come out to the Hispanic 100, which yes. he's done for two years now. Yeah. And, yeah. and I said, hey, man, would you be my celebrity host? We're going to do this thing for veterans. And he, and he goes, absolutely, I'd be honored to. I'm like, okay, that's a good start, you know. And then Just I start, so you know, I want to say before you go, thank you so much. For introducing me to him, uh, I got a picture with him. Uh, my brother, who I who who was 
you know, my football mentor, I grew up playing football, yeah. loved him. And yeah. so when I showed him a picture of him, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, right. he's one of the few Hispanic, right, and, Hall of Famers in the NFL, yeah. which is... Oh, the only Hispanic Hall of Famer, but he's, yeah, and he's a genuine dude. Is he really the just, only Hall of Famer, probably, huh? Only Hispanic, Hispanic Hall of Famer, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, and he's just a real, he's a real guy. I got to, you know, play golf with him all day with the Rose Bowl uh, group that we were out there for the Hispanic 100, and, and that was a blast, and... So once I got him on board and I started going down my list and getting like Leroy Glover, Saints Hall of Fame, top 100 players of the 2000s, Tommy Harris, top 100 Bears of all time, uh, uh, Marshall. Then I started thinking, okay, we got T. Mussolini is going to be there. I got the cast of the Mayans, uh, Emilio right. Rivera, uh, Frankie Loyal, Michael Irby. And I just talked with uh, Joseph Lacerra uh, yes. yesterday. Nice. And he goes, Dave, I'm sorry I didn't respond right away because I'm in. Nice. So at all those cats showing up, I go, I need a veteran host. And I was reaching out to Vincent, uh, who's also on the Mayan show, who plays a vet on the show. And he's a, he was a former ranger in, in real life. So, mm -hmm. But I couldn't, get, I couldn't get him down. I didn't really know him well. And I've known the other guys for, for a little while. I, I came across Nate Boyer. You know, who's this Seattle Seahawk running down the field with a flag? And come to find out, he's a former Green Beret, six years, tours in Iran and uh, Iraq and uh, Afghanistan. Yeah. Then walked on, okay, never played football, walked on to University of Texas. So for those of you that uh, follow football, you know, you walk on to Southwest Eastern Kentucky State, you know, but you don't walk on to UT. That's hard. And Very he makes, hard. makes the, makes the uh, team as a walk-on and then gets scholarship the following year and then became a free agent for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm like, man, I, that's a cat. Yeah. If I can reach out to him. So... I got his email from a couple of people that I know that know that have his email. I typed up, dropped it. This really nice email of introducing myself and what we're doing and the whole bit. And as I sent it, I'm sitting on another veterans call with um, uh, San Diego uh, College. And on that call is Thomas West, who owns a coffee company. And Thomas is going to be at the tournament with his coffee, right? And he's, he's a cool, he's a rock star dude. And he goes, "Oh, Nate Boyer." He goes, "Want me to text him?" Wow. So as we're on this call. Great synergy, huh? He, he's texting Nate. I had just sent send. No way. I get this response from Nate. He goes, you know, Dave, I have never met you. But in the last like two days, I've had three people say, he goes, I'm in. Wow. I'm in. And so. That is awesome. I so mean, look at the chances of that. You know, That's crazy. So, you know, I'm a God guy. Yeah, John. I am too. Man. And I tell you, you know, the God, God works how, in mysterious ways. How man. God has been working in my life is amazing because this is not me. You know, I, I can't do this. So anyways, so so not only did Nate say, okay, I'll do the tournament. So we start talking. I invite him to a UCLA Bruins game. And so we go to a game together, and we're hanging out. He goes, hey, you should show my movie. Uh, and he just produced a movie, MVP, right. Merging Vets with Players. He helped Great found, movie, guys. Great movie. It's on and, Amazon, right? Yes. And, and it's a great program. It's actually a program that's nationwide. Merging Vets and Players was Nate Boyer and Jay Glazier. I formed it about eight years ago. Channel 11, Fox News, yeah. Sports, uh, sports Channel, Guy. Yeah, yeah, Sports Guy, yeah. And uh, and it's about, you know, uh, former NFL players and uh, veterans. They get together for a workout for about an hour, take a break, and then you sit around a mat and just chop it up and just dump your stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of commonality. Well, it's a very, a it's a very um, great therapeutical uh, environment for yeah. veterans and athletes. Yep. I love the movie. Yeah. Great movie. I, I shared so, it with you. I can't wait for my son to see it. Yeah. So anyway, so so yeah, so we're at this football game, and then Nate goes, "Hey, you should, you should host my movie. I'll go. I'll I'll show up for it." 
And I'm like, oh, that's you know, that's a neat idea. So we rent the movie theater out. Yeah. I invited, I invited you. I invited a bunch of people. Great, and, great event, by the way. And and a bunch of people showed up. We had nine former players. We had uh, over thirty veterans, and uh, and a bunch of friends. That was you really know, cool. It was a hundred people or so. We packed the stadium or the this uh, the movie theater. theater. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, and it, man, it was it was really a heartfelt deal. But it was just more validation uh, of what we're trying to do. And you know, and kick off this this golf tournament. Just a few things on the golf tournament is a hundred percent for veterans and veteran support programs. Care Possible provides counseling uh, and uh, treatment for veterans and their families. Uh, veterans Legal Institute (VLI) provides free legal assistance for veterans trying to get housing or benefits. Patriots and Paws provides furniture, carp lunch, have warehouses full of stuff. You pull up with a truck. And you just go shopping, and it's all uh, just all you got to do is be a veteran, active uh, military, uh, no red tape, no bureaucracy. Just uh, go, and, and they help you out with household items, everything. And then MVP is a benefit, a beneficiary of it. And then, of course, our nonprofit will benefit as well. Um, on the course, we're going to have two Valor holes set up, stadium seating, 20, 25 chairs for vets that can't play or, or don't want to play but just want to hang out. Yes. And they could cheer, boo, heckle. Whatever, you know, all the foursomes coming through. Meet the celebrities. They'll be hosted all day by uh, Carly Zamini with the ZRE uh, Group. Uh, she's a great realtor here in Southern California. She's sponsoring both those holes for, for our veterans. We also will, through our sponsorships, be able to sponsor veterans, pay for their, uh, their fees. Sort us out. If you're a veteran that wants to participate in this, if you're a person that wants to support veterans by sponsoring and playing, um, all the information is right there. Just let me know. And, and it's going to be at the Coto de Casa golf course, right? Yeah, I say Coto de Casa, but yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> I'm Latino, Hispanic, so I'm like, Coto you know, de Casa. Because then they'll give me a hard time. Well, you, know, you feel like friends. I'm traveling. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah. you know, Coto de Casa <laughs> is a beautiful golf right, oh, yeah. course. We have two courses. Right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, this is a great event, folks. I do see here your email, Dave at the one. So that's T H E, and then the number one. First and goal project. Yep. So it's one ST. Okay. Yeah. ST. Oh, I'm sorry. First and goal project.com. There yep. you go. And so if you want to email Dave, Dave also has an Instagram. He also has a Facebook, right? I do. Um, go see. LinkedIn. Go find Dave. And, you know, we'll spell out your last name here just to be safe. Uh, Dave, and then last name is D E S R O C H E R S. Look up Dave because he's doing some great things in the community. This golf tournament's going to be off the hook. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be awesome. Well, well, and we talked about the celebrities that are confirmed. Yeah. The list is. It's going to grow. It actually, well, and and I don't want to jinx anything, but. March 20th, so we got time. Oh, yeah. And And it's going to sell out quick. It's going to be more than a golf deal. We have media coverage. It's going to be an event. It's great networking. It's great marketing. Yes. If you own a business, if you're part of a corporation, folks. This is where you want to be because it's great synergy, great networking. You told many great stories of how you were, you know, at the right place at the right time. You met the right people. But if you don't put yourself there, it never happens. That's right. Right. If you said if you sit at home watching TV, it just doesn't happen. Right. You got to get out there to meet people. And this is one of those events that people got to get out there. Paul's giving me the stinky eye. We got to go because we only got 30 minutes. Dave, thank you so much for being here, brother. I really appreciate it. Yep. You know, nothing but love. Yep. We, we, you're always supporting our events. Folks, thank you for tuning in. Please reach out to Dave. Um, and again, thank you for tuning in to our community podcast show.
podcast show powered by the Orange <laughs> County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Folks, happy holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And uh, wishing everybody the very best. Paul, take it away, sir. Well, there you have it. The place you got to be. Mark your calendar. And check us out every week here on Meet Our Community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center.